cliffcentral.com. Finally, we cross to Cape Town, where uh, Sean can give us the uh, weather in Cape Town. Here's Sean Sanders, the co-founder and uh, CEO of, ah, yeah, exactly, of Revix. <laughs> so tell us, what's the weather like there, dude? What's happening? Gareth, do you think I look outside? And firstly, how am I supposed to go after these two, like, accents and, like, the, the acting Sorry, after that? Sorry, someone has, like, I'm a the, crypto guy. I sit here, I sit inside. I'm the whitest guy in Cape Town. Like you are, you are, are, you are also, you're like. our only guy in Cape Town, so you have no idea what. What time did you wake up and go to the office this morning? You don't wake up in Revex; you just stay awake. You stay awake the whole <laughs> time. <laughs> Listen, speaking very, of which, very Cape Town, you know, throw the hair back. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of of uh, staying awake, what the hell happened? Why are, why are the prices cratering again? Uh, so for the, last week, by the way, you jinxed it. You're like, oh, when Sean comes on the show, uh, the prices always go up. Well, the prices have come down. Um, I've actually bought into this dip myself because you always ask, I suppose, you know, are mm. you actually buying into the market? Are you buying into the coins that you're launching and all the rest? So I've bought into this because this is actually has got nothing to do with crypto. This has got a lot to do with what's happening in China. Um, uh, and this isn't COVID related, but I'm sure you heard of uh, the whole Evergrande uh, debacle that's taking place. And if you haven't, then you're lucky. But essentially, this is sort of something that's uh, clutching the financial news. And it's really this really massive and i mean to say really big would be an understatement but this massive property developer uh, that has got itself into a lot of debt mm-hmm. and is now not able to repay its debt surprise surprise so it's got 300 billion dollars worth of debt and uh, sure. you know just to put things in context uh, that is about uh, it's about 100 times more than escom so <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's in a bit of trouble a hundred times more than ESCOM, and we thought we had the worst behaving parastatal or the worst behaving business in the world here in South Africa. But clearly, someone is actually worse than ESCOM. Guys, let's celebrate. That's, that's truly an incredible achievement. Someone is worse than ESCOM. Please, take stock. So, Sean, how, how does this… The difference this... is remember, remember, remember. That, you know, it should be saying like the 5th of November or something like that. But remember that you've got China that's sitting behind this yeah. parastatal. And it's not really a parastatal. It's actually a, a sort of separately run business kind of like escom actually but um the government is stepping in and they are assisting it but but why why south africa doesn't have the yeah why is this our problem in in the world of cryptocurrency like why the hell does some badly behaved company in china have to have to force our prices down what the hell is that all about explain the link yeah well it's this super connected financial system that we have today right so you've got Mm -hmm. american banks that have bought into some of the debt of this of this uh, property developer uh, China naturally is a very big economy, right? Second biggest sure. economy in the world, catching up with the US. And now when you know China has a hiccup, the rest of the world feels it. Yeah. Um, it's the same as when you started looking at Lehman Brothers and all the rest um, in, in the US, right? The and subprime mortgage crisis, that was 2008, right? Exactly, right? So it's ex- the same sort of thing mm. where the contagion that could occur from having, you know, some sort of a default here would be really, really big. And I mean, I'm sure in some, some way, shape or form, you'd have South African banks equally impacted. So the ripple effects take a bit of time, but this is happening right now. And it's, I don't think it's going to be anything like the 2008, 2009 financial collapse. Why? Because China steps in and all of a sudden they just stop it. And yeah. that's what they seem to be doing. But yeah, it is, right. it is a big concern. So, and that so actually you- led to them. them in the- yeah, sorry, sorry to keep interrupting you, but I'm, I'm like trying to, to just get back to, cause I'm, I'm sure lots of us are very concerned about a 
property company in China. And I know that there are ramifications for us. But for most of us, the ramifications are that we see that Bitcoin's at $42,000 at the moment and Ethereum's back down to 2800 Now, what have you bought in this in this buying opportunity? What, 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 I mean, the, by no means is this financial advice for the rest of us, as I have to keep saying. But what did Sean Sanders buy when he saw the opportunity to get stuff cheaper? I actually just bought Bitcoin this time around. But that's also because I think I bought a lot of Solana, Cardano, a few of the other cryptocurrencies over the last, say, six or 12 months. Okay. So I just sort of rotated back into Bitcoin. But hey, I'm not saying that I know anything here more than the market, right? I just think that this is not a crypt, this is a non-crypto event that's led to a big pullback in the crypto market. And the reason that these things happen, right, is the same as if you see the RAND. A lot of people think that the RAND actually moves because of anything that we do in this country. Uh, it doesn't. It, it moves almost entirely because of risk sentiments in the market right. when the market is saying well hold the dollar is not a good investment to be in or you know the interest rates in the u.s don't seem like they're going to be going up anytime soon i.e the economy is not going to be growing then the money just runs into emerging markets and it's just that's just the way the world works and a lot of people think oh it's you know escom's news or there's some corruption scandal that's actually the only time that ever impacts really anything with the rand is when it's that really bad news like zoom has done something terrible and then you know the market lands up running away. But other than that, I mean, it's the rest of the world that impacts the RAND, not actually what we do in South Africa. Listen, there's an interesting point a lot of people are making. So there's so much debt being um, de- being gathered by countries. And, we, we, you know, this China thing, the story that you just told us now makes me think, you know, Biden's printing money. Um, we know that there's there's definitely inflation coming because now there's so much money flooding the markets, but it's it's money that we actually don't have. And, and even in countries like China, they're putting money into the economy to try and help themselves out of tough situations. This is bound to. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of wealthy investors look at as well. The likes of Bitcoin, the likes of Ethereum, the likes of Litecoin. I mean, these are now mainstream sort of assets. I think over the course of the last two years, these have become mainstream. And the central banks and monetary policies that have been implemented, they are facilitating just, as you said, like mass money printing. And you're asking, you're for the first time actually seeing inflation really start tick up. Uh, people are getting concerned about this. I mean, mm. Bloomberg's headline uh, last week was all about inflation, right? Um, you saw U.S. year-on-year inflation at 5.1% last week. That's yeah. that's 5.1% in the U.S., right? That's South Africa's inflation rate. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it started. Yeah, Dumi's just got back from the U.S. Did you did you see prices going up? You got back in February. Um, so it probably hadn't started to hit very hard yet, but they, they, they're now busy signing this budget of trillions into, into the economy. They are. It's been, I mean, the, oh my gosh, the U.S. is a very, in a very interesting state because it's got a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are still low, right? And this is the, this is the funny sort of game, right? Ray Dalio from Bridgewater Associates. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most famous sort of hedge fund managers of all time. And, I mean, he's focused and almost fixated on debt because you go in these debt cycles, right? Mm-hmm. And we get arguably the top of this other debt cycle. And what's happened is you've had really low interest rates and lots of money has been printed. And essentially you've got this position now where it's okay, well, we can actually repay this debt. Everything's fine. When interest rates start increasing, when the economy starts getting a little hotter, um, that's when things start getting a little scary. Why? Because now your 1% interest payment that you're needing to make every single year turns into say two, three, four, five. And the debt burden remains the same, but your interest repayments now are, you know, a multiple of where they are today. And that's where really things can go bad. And I think that's, you know, that's not today's problem. That's next year's problem or the year after that's problem. But that's mm. really, I think, where the opportunity of having some sort of an alternative asset that's non-inflatable 
being Bitcoin, being the likes of Ethereum, being something like that um, is really where it comes in. Uh, Yonder says, Sean, did you see last week Friday what Elon Musk was doing? He gave away crypto. If you bought one, he would double it, saying it's time to show crypto is the way because of the printing of money. Uh, I think that may have been a scam. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a case. And I think this is maybe just something I must mention as well. Uh, there's never been a case really where anyone has sent crypto to somebody else and then they've sent them more. Like if you want to send crypto out, why does somebody have to send crypto to start with? Um, <laughs> exactly. I think that's the most interesting thing, right? So, and, and this has been one of the biggest scams that have existed, that's been out there, right? So if somebody hacks, let's say Elon's Twitter account, that's the sort of thing that they're going to ask for, right? A whole bunch of people are going to pay Bitcoin to this account and it's gone. You're not yeah. going to get anything back. Um, I stand to be corrected. If you manage to send crypto to an address and you got more of it back, I I eat my words, but I don't think that's happened. All right. So just, again, be careful because there are sharks swimming in these waters. Yeah. It's the same as when somebody says, right, I'll send you this package if you send me a few thousand rand or something like that. It's like, why? All right. Just just quickly before we go, you you launched um, just the other day, you launched Solana on your platform, and now you've got BNB. That sounds like – that's not when you when you book a, a, a room in someone's house on on the internet to go on holiday, is it? B N B. Always bad breakfast. <laughs> Always bad breakfast. Don't, don't eat breakfast at a B and B. Just a little traveler tip. What's B and B? So B and B is another thing out of China, actually. Binance Coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Binance is the biggest crypto exchange in the world by a country mile. Okay. Um, it has about two times the trading volume of all the other. Or the next biggest competitor. It's a lot bigger than Coinbase, than Kraken, um, and far bigger than local exchanges like Luno. And what you're doing, I mean, is when you're buying BNB, which is Binance's native cryptocurrency, is you're actually buying into that trading volume. And I'll explain why. Because essentially the way that they've constructed this token is it's a utility token, meaning that you can't really use it for monetary purposes. Mm-hmm. I can't send this token from me to you um, as money, like Bitcoin as an example. I mean, you could if you really wanted to, but it's not really designed for that. It's more a case of if I hold BNB and I'm trading on Binance. Now, Binance is made for crazy trading. So they've got all these different financial derivatives, like futures and options that you can use. And when you hold this token, you get reduced trading fees and okay. substantially reduced trading fees, like 25% off um, every trade that you're making. So it incentivizes these traders on the platform to buy this token. So as Binance's volumes increase and as trading increases, and this is actually quite an interesting chart to go look at as well, go look at Binance's trading volumes over the last 24 months. Now, maybe a lot of like a lot of people listening to this, they're going to go like, Ugh, I don't really care. But if you look at this, it's, it is absolutely insane. So just for reference, because I'm making all these references to the South African economy, I mean, South Africa produces roughly speaking $1 billion worth of goods on a daily basis. It's actually a little bit less than that Mm -hmm. as part of our GDP. Binance has 32 times that, that it has on trading happening every single day. So if those traders are buying these tokens, right? And as crypto grows in the future, as you know, all these other things get merged um, NFT, NFTs, DeFi and all the rest, Binance is like at the heart of that. Mm -hmm. So the coin that we're launching BNB is essentially that native cryptocurrency. Now, there's awesome. a few other benefits. I don't think we've got enough time to really go into all of that. But that's essentially what this coin's all about. Um, and, yeah, Binance is and sort you, of a behemoth. You're launching this yeah. on Friday. So if people want to buy into that, you've got an opportunity there. And, and you know, again, as we've said a couple of times on this uh, this show when we talked to, to Sean, is you don't have to go and put uh, your life savings in here. In fact, we would advise you not to. It's better to just go and play with a little bit of money. You could put a couple of hundred rand in there and just see what happens. Do it. 
Exactly. All right, Sean, nice to see you, man. And one more thing just to add to that yes. <clears throat> before I cough and die here. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the launch that we're having on Friday is completely fee-free. So Excellent. if you want to go ahead, you can go and buy into BNB. Uh, it is actually the fourth biggest cryptocurrency, right? That's wow. how much trading is occurring on Binance. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, fourth biggest cryptocurrency, fee-free for purchases, and you can get started with 150 rand. So it's as simple as that. Magic. Thank you for letting us know. And uh, that's that's how we get the, the, the deals. We get them ahead of everyone else because Sean tells us about them here. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Sean. We'll check to you later. We'll talk to you later. Cheers, man. Cliffcentral.com.